Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Baby rabbits are called kits. Welcome to Fact Off. Little Fact Off, you don't know what I got. Little Fact Off, you don't know what I got. I'm not bragging, Mike, so don't put me down. I got the be- best facts in town. When Pat comes up, you know he don't even try. If they had a set of wings, <laughs> you know they could fly. It's the Little Fact Off. You don't know what I got. Little fact off, you don't know what I got. Welcome to Fact Off. I'm your host, Alex, and it's with me as always is the lovely and talented Mike. I have no idea what song that was. <laughs> I'm just letting you amuse yourself. A little Deuce Coop by the Beach Boys. Yeah, it's a classic. Oh, yeah. Listen to that every night. Did you ever see uh, War of the Worlds? Uh, which one? <laughs> the one with, uh, what's his face? Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, is that, is that song in that movie? That's the song he sings to his daughter. <laughs> Without okay. all the fact stuff. <laughs> he, no, he sings the exact version I sing. <laughs> it sounded just like, you sound just like Tom Cruise. Everybody writes yeah. into the show um, email and says that. All the reviews just say, is that Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah, people think we have Tom Cruise on our show, and I keep having to, uh, you know, swat away, like, all these fangirls that email us about, like, uh, dating you and stuff. Yeah, classic you, Tom Mike. Cruise. Yep, <laughs> all those fangirls just throw after. Wait, the you haven't introduced me yet. <laughs> oh, and with me is Pat. Hey guys, oh, I thought I thought it was Matt Damon that was with us. <laughs> oh, I get Matt Damon. All right, he's not really like heartthrob. Everyone hates Matt Damon now, so pick somebody yeah, okay. else for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't right. know. People hate people. I don't know who hates who now. Yeah, it, did he like eat a chicken? When he said he was vegan or something, or I don't know, he did that. Uh, what's it? A cryptocurrency commercial that'll turn people on you. I think I heard one person mention it, and I doubt most people even know what you're talking about. It was on South Park. That's when it makes mainstream. <laughs> I don't know if South Park's considered mainstream anymore. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Uh, I think it is. I think it's still pretty popular. You think, I think so? it has it? Yeah, I think so. I think it fell back to where it was. Like, it got, like, super popular and then fell back to, like, its baseline, which is still higher than most shows. But right, anyway. I'll take your word for it. Welcome to the Fact yeah, Off. Get, welcome to the Fact <laughs> Off, uh, the weekly podcast where we each bring a random and obscure fact, and you, the listener, can decide who's the winner. Can decide. Yep. <laughs> you, and last you, week's... you uttered that perfectly. Um, Pat was the winner. Week... I was just saying last week Pat won. So. Oh, you weren't getting spitting it out fast enough, sir. Right. Mike is so happy that I somebody other than Alex won. He was going for that full March sweep. I, I was know, waiting was for you to get beat, too. Yeah, just like UK in March Madness. Alex was the number one seed. <laughs> <laughs> After going months without winning. It's odd that we, uh, we there's three of us, and I was the one seed, and you were 15, and Mike was the 16th seed. <laughs> All in different I, brackets. I, I didn't even make the tournament, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike right. fired his own coach. All right. I have a victory fact in case anybody wants to know. I do want to know. Speaking of basketball, did you know that Shaquille O'Neal only made one three-pointer his whole career? I could see that. This, why would he be taking threes? There's also one more that I thought he ever made. I don't think he would ever try to make a three, but... According well, to my, I mean, nowadays I think big dudes are always taking threes, aren't they? Like, yeah, the, it's a new NBA game. is a three game, three three yeah. point game now. I was actually looking up uh, yeah. who's it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the number one point scorer. 
Yeah. He's uh all his points were twos, which just makes it even more incredible. Yeah, but he had the sky hook, which was physically impossible to block. Well, if it was so good, why aren't people still doing it? They kind of started well, doing he, the floater again. He patented it, and no one else is allowed to do it now. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, sends, so. he, he sends a cease and desist to every player he tries to do this. Yep, I, no, some big guys still do it, but his was just, like, perfect. I'm sure no, you could it's the, it. the games has changed. It's it's a three-point game now. It's a, They've done the math, and three points is better than two points. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have an abacus behind me. Well, counting into like the equation of like shooting percentage and all that, like well, yeah, even with harder. the shooting percentage different, yeah. three points is better than two. Okay, and the percentage. Hold on. Right. I don't think this D adds up. Greater sign two. All right, stop. Yeah, Get, put your cal- <laughs> ca- calculators away. Um. So now it's our, for everybody's favorite segment: past, fast, fun facts, family time fact, future facts, spectacular. Facts. That's right, everybody. It's Pat's Fast Facts, Fun Facts, facts Spectacular Facts, Fun Facts time. So, I first don't know up, if this has an actual title at this point. The uh, So, this is from my calendar. Did you know that the cast of Friends still earns around $20 million each year? Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> stupid residuals, more. man. Yeah, stupid residuals, people making money off stuff. <laughs> Not us. What? Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna say undeserved, but the show is very popular. Yeah, they they get people right. to buy streaming rights or streaming uh, subscriptions. Did, yeah. Speaking of love, is that what you were talking about? Speaking of love, did you know that in 2014 there was a successful Tinder match in Antarctica <gasps> between who? Steve and Jen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think that's just added in. That's not real. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the weather. <laughs> the five people in Antarctica. I didn't know you were single. Did you know that it snows in Antarctica? That's not my fact. But did you know that the snow on Venus is metal? It's not, it's not snow then. It's like metal <laughs> yeah. shavings. It's just, Don't yeah, question the calendar. We can't. I can't see the whole fact. When I saw it, that said Venus. I think it has. Yeah. No, it said the snow on Venus is, is metal. Which, yeah. uh, no. That's not snow. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll call them B. We'll call them BS. What would you call it? Write them. Write, Pat, it's write metal. That, write to them and tell them it's BS. Is that what these it's lines metal are in the, the sense of, the of like hardcore, like rock and roll metal? Like that's like hardcore metal. Like it's uh, if you're uh, making a rock and roll video, you would have it snowing metal. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. Speaking of heavy metal, did you know that Teddy Roosevelt was blind in his left eye due to a boxing injury? I did know that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it is illegal, so don't even bother, Alex, to own only one guinea pig in Switzerland. I was actually going to read that at the top of the show, and then I switched to the baby rabbit one. It makes sense yeah. because it they need companionship. It's Yeah, it's, they're a social animal. Yeah. It's harmful I didn't know to that. leave them alone. I read it originally yep. as it's illegal to own a guinea pig in Switzerland. I was like, that's weird that you can't own a guinea pig. But now that you mention it, there's a lot I of love going on. I think if you want to get an animal, you should have to get two of that animal. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, you need. Mike, get a second dog. Yeah, get another dog. Uh, no, I'm. 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 Get a second dog. It's get a second one dog's wife. costly enough. I'm not getting a second dog. 
And that were that were the facts. Those were the facts. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, the worst awesome. fact was the Venus one because it's not snow if it's metal. I thought that was the best one. I don't know how you verify that either. So I yeah. would say, you know what? How do you verify fact. anything? What do you? Hey, Teddy, are you blind in one eye? Like, yes, I certainly am. <gasps> Ghost of Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yep, that's how he sounded. it. Also, Tinder, I don't, I don't like that one either. I think that's uh, who uses a Tinder app in Antarctica, really. Like, uh, hey, scientists are looking to get some. There's no, there's not many options. So, like, I think you're going to probably shack up regardless. They're trying to stay warm, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I don't explain. That's that's the excuse. Um, Friction is caused when you rub two things together. (laughs) Nice. And sex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, since you're the winner, Pat, you can decide on the order of who gives those facts. All right, I want to go second. So uh, let's hear Mike first. I think Mike went last last week. Mike yeah. Sands? The All right, I'll man. go first. So uh, last week, this was after the show ended. We uh, were talking about the Senate passing that DST law, and I was, like, super pumped. I didn't know it happened. Yeah, and I said it was stupid. Alex said it was stupid. Alex didn't agree that we should... Um, Always have just one time. Always not fall back and. Oh, forth. I was like, yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about. For a no, second. I think once we once we fall back, we stay that way. But we shouldn't wait until next spring to jump ahead again, and then let's go on from there. So you're for keeping regular time, whereas this law, this new law that Sen- the Senate passed, which still has to get voted in the House and signed by the President, um, is keeping daylight saving time, um, which is like falling back. In summer, so yeah, um, I, I'm fine either way as long as we don't have to change. I, I just don't like changing it, you know. I don't like my phone auto updating my uh, phone, my uh, alarm clock. Mike doesn't like change. He wishes things would go back the way they were. <laughs> well, I mean, for thousands of years, there was no such thing as daylight savings time, or it was just regular time. So maybe we should just keep it th- at that. Time is a construct. So I remember when we were talking about this, you said it was what that the reason why we had daylight savings time. What, oh, uh, I had always been under the impression that it was because of farmers. They would need more light in the morning or something. And I was under the impression that it was for strippers. They need less light at night. Yes. <laughs> Both make perfect sense. Really, honestly. Um, it was for the strip. You're right. It was for the strippers the whole time. Um, strippers are that important to politicians. Sorry to <laughs> well, that's that. true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry to ruin your fact, Mike. But no, you you guys like uh, challenged me to like set this straight, and that's what I'm going to do today. <laughs> well, you said no. I said like, last week you're like you guys should do that as your fact, and we're like no. <laughs> you want the answers? You do it. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. Nice. So let's just start this off. What, what do you think is the correct way of saying it? Because um, there's a uh, people always say it wrong. Uh, daylight saving time or daylight savings time? Well, if you're going to say everyone says it wrong, I've only ever heard it with savings. So I'm going to say the correct way is daylight saving time. Pat, you're, you're too smart for your own britches. Hell yeah. That's that's the correct <laughs> way. I, I, I had no clue this whole time that I was saying it wrong. Well, you set me up. You said <laughs> everyone no, says I did it say wrong. You I did say yeah. you up. And, thank you, and from here on out, I'm going to call this DST for short, so we don't have to keep saying uh, daylight saving time or whatever. So, um, but yeah, it's 
an absolute myth that farmers like daylight savings time. Well, they might like it. No, it's actually <laughs> they all hate it. It's, it's actually you correct. It's actually the exact opposite. So when they first put daylight daylight savings DST out um, <laughs> during World War One, the uh, farmers lobby, the lobby that supported farmers or whatever they call it, um, what would you call it? Argu- ar- agriculture lobbyists or whatever the farmers lobby. They were the ones who fought fought against big pharma. Yeah, they, they were the ones who fought against daylight saving saving time the most. I'm going to have to keep correcting myself because I keep wanting to say savings time. Yeah, well, you, 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 you said you were going to say DST, and then you stopped saying it. I know, I know. It just, it's just hard to say DST. It sounds like a drug or something. Um, but why would you guys think that farmers would be against this? Too much the sun, sun comes up earlier. Yeah, the cock crows earlier. I don't know. No, the sun comes up later. Yeah. Oh, is so, that what it is? Yeah, yeah, so the sun would come up later, uh, and so why do you think that would cause an issue for farmers? Because it throws off the animals. Yeah, that's that's one of the big reasons, is if you're used to milking a cow, like, every day at 6 a.m., and you have trucks show up to pick up all the cow milk and bring it to wherever it has to go, um, you can't just request for the cow to start milking it, get, get milked at a different hour. Um, you have to, like keep it on its same schedule so that throws off like the shipping and like all that stuff you don't think the farm was hung signs in the farm that says don't forget we're moving time <laughs> yeah and the cows were reading it and uh, uh they just forgot the market on their calendars i have to go this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i think they have to buy more calendars for the cows um so yeah, that's one major reason why the the farmers didn't like it the other reason is when they brought their food to market um, when the hour would, when it'd be darker later, they would have less time to harvest the food in the morning and bring it to the market. That makes so sense. So it made, made it like a time crunch. And then also employees wanted to get off sooner, um, in the evening. So like there was less working hours, you know? So where did the myth come from that it was for farmers? That's, that's the question. I was not able to find it anywhere where people like everywhere Did I found I was up? like there was a myth that the, that the farmers liked it there was no origin to that myth though so I don't know where the origin came from um, but can you guys guess what conglomerate or group wanted daylight savings time the most DST big tobacco big clock no um, it was basically uh, the lobbyists for like uh, commerce um, like uh department stores and oh, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, and places that are not open and not really opening till later. Well, the idea behind it would be like there's more working daylight time. So like when you're off work and you're driving home, you're more likely to stop at a department store to go shopping. Nice. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's logic there. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't really even think of that. Um, also baseball. So baseball was for daylight savings, DST. So baseball was, <laughs> guess back before they played under the like the lights. Um, had more day like a lot more day games, so you would want it to stay late. Yeah, and then uh, lighter or longer. And then golf. So golf was for it because they sold. Uh, I think they said they was sold a uh, hundred million dollars more of merchandise with DST. What? Yeah, because people were golfing earlier in the year. 
No. Mm-hmm. So golf was four, and then tennis. Um, so yeah, there was a couple big groups um, that were for DST. Um, but let's let's bring it back to uh, World War One. So originally, what happened was Germany instituted DST in World War One, and the reasoning behind it was to save energy. Mm-hmm. Which I, I was like trying to figure out like how that would save energy. So I guess if it gets lighter, if it gets darker later, then you have less. Um, you don't have to power your house as long because you'll go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that was the thought process beh- early on behind DST. It also so, kind of makes sense. I don't know. All these things like make a little bit. It, of sense. It, it does make sense. And then what happened was is when Germany did it during World War One. Obviously, uh, United Kingdom and America followed suit. So that's why America first got it, um, was because of that. And then in 1919, the farmers actually got what they wanted and got it revoked. So the farmers actually got DST canceled. You like, did it, boys. Uh, cancel yeah, culture. So, cancer, <laughs> cancel culture. Not cancel. <laughs> cancer culture. <laughs> so they got oh, it revoked. Show. Revoked. But this started uh, a very dark time. I'm not going to call it a dark time, but this started something. Um, the Dark Ages? Dark Ages. Uh, something just very confusing. So we entered into a time of chaos in America, or some would call it the chaos of clocks. So um, what happened was is when they pe- repealed it in 1919, this sounds it cuckoo. left it up to cities and counties to decide if they want to keep DST or not. So, like, some cities would, some counties would, some counties wouldn't. And that was just, obviously, that would be insane, right? So. That would be awesome. I don't, I don't think big government should control when I think what time it is. So. <laughs> I think each house should be able to pick. Yeah, right now it's that, three that would in be the pandemonium. Well, it peaked in Iowa because in Iowa, at one point in time, there was 23 different start and stop dates for uh, time zone changes. <laughs> so you, you that's why ju- Iowa's still like 20 years behind in time? <laughs> yeah. And you could hey, drive across the state and have your time change eight times driving that's across the fun, state. That's fun, though. It's like you're driving through time. Gotta go back in time. But this, this is before the internet and iPhone, so like... Uh, the iPhone changes the clock for you, so it knows where you're at, and it knows like exactly what time it is, so you don't have to even really worry about it. But like back then, like just imagine like the amount of headache that would be involved with like trying to figure all this out. Did they even have like watches? Like you know, it was just like they I don't had know. watches. How often does like time this come is, up? This in your is daily like night. They even have the sun. Through. Yeah. No, of course they had watches. Um, yeah. And then it wasn't until 1966 that they passed the Uniform Time Act, and basically that made it so. It, it, it exactly what it sounds like. It made it so every everywhere has to be like the same if they do DST. Um, so that was nice. Um, but the only downside to that is some states could opt out of DST altogether and just use regular time. So that's why oh, yeah, there's some state states that? that had it and some states that didn't. Like Arizona, Arizona and. In- was in Indiana, maybe was another one that was doing it. Yeah, and um, you guys asked what the major reason was for all this in the first place, and it it was energy. Um, oh, it was. B- yeah, it was energy. 
Um, that's the main reason. And obviously the commerce wanted to keep it around. Um, but it doesn't quite make sense because they did studies and, uh, it saved maybe 1% in energy cost. That's growth right there. 1% is growth. That's good. But then once, once the air conditioner came out, um, they said they lost that 1% because people would be running their air conditioner longer in the summer. Um, which how do you, how do you, how do you account for that? Like, how does that make sense? I guess you're staying up later. Well, so it, the air conditioner's running later. No, you run it all night. Well, you're running it later into like, if like you have it like set up cause it gets cooler at night, you're running it later. And like, it's cooler in the morning. And it's cooler in the evening. And it's cooler at supper time. <laughs> when your AC's on a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'll buy I, that. I'll buy, I'll buy whatever you're saying. <laughs> trying to think. I guess it wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say no. Yeah, it, it was hard. So basically, um, the energy saving thing is kind of like a moot point. There's like no hard evidence that it helps at all. Um, also, they said that people use more gasoline because they're out later, so they're driving around more. So uh, there's like some positives and negatives in there. So um, uh, there's there's so there's so much stuff about DST out there. I'm not going to cover it all, obviously. But um, one of the other things I want to cover real quick is in the mid 70s, President Nixon actually signed into law that DST would be like the thing going forward. So like just like they did earlier last week, Nixon signed it into law then. Um, and it had a 76% approval rating. It lasted 10 months into the winter. And that's when people started complaining and it dropped down to like 34% approval rating. So it's just going to do the same thing again. I think the U S just needs to get rid of winter. We need to stop <laughs> Abolish winter. Abolish winter. I'm all for that. Um, no, the complaint was it got way too dark in the morning, like Alex was saying earlier, I think. Exactly. And uh, I guess kids waiting out at bus stops, they were getting like ran over by vehicles and stuff. So this is not going to happen this time? Yeah, somehow we're going to have to figure out a way to protect the children. Will someone um, think of the kids? Yeah, somebody needs to think of the kids. Um, seriously. Uh, <laughs> no, but like if anybody's listening to this. Can you think about the kids? But what will they just start school later so it's brighter out? It, it's like there's like a conundrum here. Like, what do you just go with regular time or? Well, our school, our Philadelphia school district, uh, kids are going in at nine a.m. So hopefully the sun's up by then. Yeah, I would hope so. Sun's up, gun. Guns, <laughs> sun's oh up, guns up. Yeah, we don't need any of that. Um, What's it like? Sun's out, buns out. Is that it? Sun's out, guns out. So yeah, like Sun's I said, it lasted ten months. Uh, Gerald Ford <laughs> signed know. it out of law. So, I the mean, actually, Nixon was out of the picture, so Gerald Ford was in and got rid of it. Um, argument for DST that a lot of people have is like whenever the time changes, there's like a huge uptick in heart attacks, what? car accidents. <laughs> and, well, so many people think they're late. <laughs> I, I I mean so, I'm not laughing at people having heart like attacks. Like that but. extra the extra stress. Anytime you lose like an hour of sleep, it can it can cause weird things to happen. We should ease into it like five minutes at a time. Funny you say that, Alex. The guy who initially came up with with daylight savings time or one of the early Bill daylight savings. 
No, he actually proposed uh, to do it in 20-minute increments over one month. So <laughs> That would suck. That would suck. Yeah, so it was like April, uh, the first week in April, 20 minutes. Second week in April, 20 minutes. And then so on and so forth. And then uh, in October, you would do 20 minutes again in the other direction. So that was like the initial guy's idea. And obviously that didn't work out. That's and a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea. <laughs> the problem with like living where we live in Ohio is like is it's you're in Ohio? the sun's out for so long. It's like nine o'clock and it's still, the sun is yeah, still. Yeah, remember up. we went to that uh, like, drive-in movie. <laughs> yeah, is this like took about like go down sooner, son? Yeah, yeah. we get it. You're bright. I kind of do agree with you, Alex, because I was thinking like when you go camping, sometimes it gets dark so late. I'm like, I I kind of want to go to bed, but it's still light out. You want that fire um, roaring? No, fun. Mike doesn't camp with a fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm anti-fire, don't you know, Pat? Like, uh, forest fire. there's lots of forest fires every year. Yeah, but that's because only you can prevent them. I do. All right, well, You're then. You're not having them. Yeah, fine, then. <laughs> okay, then. Right. So, so what's the name of your fact, Mikey? Yeah, <laughs> no my name of my done. fact is uh, DST Fact versus Smith. I don't know. Hopefully that made sense, guys. Um, it did. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure there's a farmer Pat. somewhere just apl- standing up and applauding. Like, finally, someone's telling our story. Okay, guys, real quick. <laughs> if you had to choose one regular time, DST time, or stay with the status quo. Regular time. Status quo, baby. I fear change. Well, uh, people always complain about, like, for, like, the regular time is because it gets so dark in, like, February and March, which is, like, like you just have to make another holiday because like you don't get it really in November and Christmas because we're having fun. We need more fun holidays in January and February. President's Day is not cutting it. We have Martin Luther King Day, President's Day, Valentine's Day. Not cutting it. All right, sorry to prolong my fact. Uh, Pat, you're up next. I think you claimed the second spot. I am. All right. So today at school, uh, after school, I had a. A student uh, making up a test, and her sister was there waiting for her, and she just blurted out. It was all silent. She goes, he said yes. And I was like, oh, what happened? And she said, oh, um, I have a date to the prom. And I asked him. Oh, uh, very I modern. Know. Which seems like it's weird. Like, that's our, you know, mentality as a society. is like, well, it's kind of odd that a, a girl would ask a boy to a dance. But it got me thinking, what is that famous dance where girls invite boys to the dance? The you know, Sadie Hawkins? Hawkins dance? Yeah, the Sadie Hawkins dance. Now, that got me in looking into... my khaki into... pants. Is that what they had to do? What? There's nothing better. Ow, ow, ow. What? The girls ask the guys. It's always a surprise. It's what a song this? called Sadie Hawkins Dance. By who? Reliant K. Oh. Uh... I, they came up in my research, but I didn't bother looking up the song. Nice. You should throw the word fact in it, and we'll do it next week for the intro. Don't Hey, don't try to force your ways on the <laughs> intro. That's all me. Yeah, Alex so, does not like punk, pop punk. This is like sort of in line with Mike's thing, where like you heard something, and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it like a like quick deep dive. Do you know where Sadie Hawkins came from? America? USA. So, uh, Stating Hawkins... Day is actually from a comic strip called Lil Abner. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. So Lil Abner was written by Al Cap from 1934 to 1978, 
And uh, it was sort of like a satire, but like making fun of hillbillies. It's kind of... Whoa, whoa, little... whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We can't have it was, that. It's a little problematic, like looking back at it. There's just... Someone was just like, they're just making fun of poor white people. Um, but, you know, I didn't read any of them. I'm watching. I'm listening. But <laughs> so you're right. The idea of Sadie Hawkins, when you hear it, is like, oh, cool. It's a chance for girls to flip the script and like em- be empowered to ask guys instead of waiting around and always being... You know, will they, won't they ask me, right? So it's sort of like a female empowerment sort of thing. But yes. <laughs> the Sadie Hawkins in the uh, in the comic strip is actually <laughs> like really like not a good story. So the uh, it takes place, the comic strip takes place in a place called Dog Patch. And uh, Sadie Hawkins, she was known as the homeliest gal in the hills. You know what homely means, right? Well, unfortunately, yeah, like she likes to stay at home a lot and eat. Mm, I think it's just she was the ugliest girl in town. <laughs> but it means she usually stays at home and eats. I guess. Um, but she was 35 and unwed. Nah. And she, you know, nobody wanted to marry her. Wait, so her a little fa- bit old to go to a high school prom dance. Well, it didn't. So it didn't start as that. So. What happened was she was, you know, nobody liked her. She was the homeliest gal in the hills. So her dad rounded up all the bachelors in town and challenged them to a race. And he said, whichever one of you my daughter catches has to marry her. So they all ran away from her and she caught one and got married. This is the most depressing story I've ever heard. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And that's where Sadie Hawkins, uh, you know, day came from. Because in the comic strip, every year he would write a new Sadie Hawkins Day story. Because it was like in the storyline of the hillbilly town, uh, the women really enjoyed the idea of uh, Wait, Sadie so, Hawkins Day. Uh, a new lady would get married every year this way? Something like that. I didn't go too much into the storyline. But apparently they would have uh, the one Sadie Hawkins Day Eve. They would have a big dance and the girls would uh, step on the guy's feet to make them run slower the next day. You know, there could be a great horror movie made out of this, I think. Uh, yeah, called Sadie Hawkins Kills. Nice. But, um, so it actually was a huge hit back in 19... It came out November 15th, 1937. And by 1939, Life Magazine reported that, that over 200 colleges in 188 cities had held a Sadie Hawkins dance. So it really took off. So- were people actually stepping on each other's feet? No, that's, that part's just from the comic strip. Oh, good. I don't like my feet being stepped on. I said it. I don't care who knows. But it's really like, it's like this idea of like a nice like flip of the script in our like patriarchal society where women have the power to ask. And it all comes from uh, a guy writing a story about an ugly girl who couldn't get asked to a or wouldn't get married. So she chased down men. But it was written by Al Cap who is a very famous satirist. Um, he lost his leg as a child. He got run over by a trolley car. And he was, so there was like uh, his story, he seems like a very interesting person to say the least. So um, there used to be the comic strip, just a little side facts on the creator of it. There was like a comic strip, like, or a national comic society, and they wouldn't allow women. And he famously like withdrew from it because he said we should nominate women into our, you know, society. And eventually they did. So he was like and credited. And that's where the Kathy comic came from. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's good, right? He's, uh, you know, all for women's rights. But then he also uh, has a lot of sexual predator allegations against him, including from uh, famous people like Goldie Hawn 
had said that he exposed himself in front of her and all this. I don't believe it. How can a one leg man expose himself? Well, he has like hands and a penis. So (laughs) I guess that's all you need. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what my legs are doing when I'm exposing myself. (laughs) So there you have it. The uh, history of the Sadie Hawkins dance is actually built off a comic strip. Uh, about the homeliest gal in town, Sadie Hawkins, finding love. So what's yours called? The Sadie Hawkins dance. I'll keep it simple. Alex, what's your fact? Um, so our local radio station yesterday turned 100 years old. 700 WOW, the big one. Is that really 100 years old? Yeah. Good Lord. It's not local for yes. everyone listening, so. Yeah, okay, so the Cincinnati radio station. What are you talking about? Seven hundred has like a huge like uh, reach across the America. It even goes up into Canada. Oh, um, well, why don't we station. learn a little bit more about this place? Okay. <laughs> so, who founded W L W? Al Cap. It was. Damn it, <laughs> Powell Crosley Jr. So he was like a manufacturer at the time, and he always liked tinkering this stuff. So he was manufacturing, and then one day his son came home. We're like, hey, my uh. My uh, friend has like this new video that has no wires. It's so cool. Can I get one? And he was like, "Yeah, sure." We go down. So they went down to the store to go buy a radio, and they were a hundred bucks. And he's like, "I'm not paying a hundred bucks for this." So he bought the instructions on how to make a video <laughs> and made his own radio. <laughs> so classy radios are actually whoa, big deal. So and like he classy like after he made, it, he's like, he's like radio could be the future. So what he did, he uh, just started building his own radio. So he made a $20 crystal radio set called the Harko. And like he had like an assembly line. He could make them super cheap. So when he started making them in 1922, there was 60,000 radios in America. Wow. By the end of it, there was by 1935 there was 1.5 million. By the end of by the end of America. <laughs> <laughs> but like he like the first couple of years he didn't make money. And then he, by, uh, I think it was like by 1928, he was making he made 3.6 million dollars in profit. Not as much as the friends. Crosley had. had a he had an issue. There was radio no, there was no radio. <laughs> he needed content. <laughs> there was like not. There was no good broadcasting. Yeah, he needed on. content. Like, That's the issue with everything. Yeah. So he bought his own 20 uh, watt transmitter and put it up in his living room. And hired what uh, Bill Cunningham and said, "Hey, would you <laughs> yeah. start broadcasting for me?" <laughs> yeah, still, yeah. He's about a hundred years old, isn't he? Side note: I did hear a random story. Like the first program director they had there was some guy that came in complained that his station sucked, <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, if you got ideas, you can do it." <laughs> and hired this guy to be his program director. <laughs> so, like, so he had the he started his own radio station to help sell his radios, and then uh, did it work? So it was only a 20 watt, so it wasn't that big. So by 1922, he finally got like an operator license, and they got the call numbers WOW, which they are still today. And he increased it to 50 watt, which still isn't that much. Then he slowly kept trying to push the envelope of how many watts he could have, and he got up to 500 watts. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 700 watts to match the 700 WLW. Yeah, how many gigawatts was uh, the DeLorean? Was that 80, was it 80 gigawatts or something? No, it was 88 miles per hour. But anyway, continue. Yeah. We're on fire Sorry. tonight. <laughs> so, his, uh, so so then he upped it to 500, which wasn't 
Like, it's nothing compared to what it is today, but it was 10 times stronger than, like, all the other stations. So then he decided, you know what, let's move the transmitter to uh, its own location. And we can host somewhere else. And it was the first one that had, like, a the transmitter somewhere else and broadcast from a studio. Because it used to be, like, right next to him. And then he was given the frequency of 700, which was still 700 WOW. And then in 1928, he got a 50-kilowatt antenna. Which is what every like what they're still at today, but that wasn't enough. So during Wait, that time, he wanted to this? go bigger. What year was this? What nineteen twenty eight? So AM stations, the max they can still have today is fifty kilowatts. In nineteen thirty two, he opened up a five hundred kilowatt mega station. Good lord! With a five hundred thousand dollar transmittal system that was in buildings, and it had a. A uh, 3,600 square foot cooling pool because it would get so hot when they were broadcasting. And then this could go nationwide. Oh, that's and cool. people loved it at the, the time. Like, oh, this is a great idea. It's nationwide. Like, FDR's fireside chats were broadcast through, on this in 1934. Because, like, everybody had access to this station and they could broadcast. So, like, WL. W was the nation station. They were everywhere. Is that why they, they called themselves still the nation station? Yeah, that's why. Because they, like, they were everywhere. And then they had, like, there was starting more broadcasting companies were coming up. But, like, WLW did NBC broadcasting, CBS broadcasting. There was, like, a mutual broadcasting system where, like, local stations can, and they would, like, one out of Detroit that was doing the Lone Range would broadcast on WLW. They were doing everywhere. And then they open, eventually had their own WOW line. And they and they cut out like the middlemans of these other broadcasting systems and advertisers can directly pay them to advertise on the station that was nationwide. So, th- so they went like, uh, so instead of like tying with a bunch of partners, they went like solo basically. Yeah. And they were making a ton of money. And when people make money, other people complain. So like other stations that were like, further away that were, like, kind of close by to the number 700. Like, there was a place out in New Jersey that was 710. And they'd get over overwhelmed by the broadcast power or something? That was their complaint. So, like, hey, like, they're leading over into our station and all. Like, it's going on people's radios and stuff. So, like, WOW at the time, like, they're like, we're not bleeding over. So, they sent guys to, like, Maine and guys to Florida. So, at night, when AM stations are more powerful, like they had guys like testing to see if they could get 700 like over another station there, and they said they couldn't. But in like 1938, the FCC is like, no, you can't broadcast more than 50 kilowatts. So they kind of shut down the mega stations. So wait, what was the reasoning? Because they made too much money? No, t- too much power. Um, t- too much power. Interference. And, like, local and that markets. Sort of thing. Yeah. More like they wanted to be like. More even, like not a kilometer that can control everything. So that's why they kind of limit it. But like, if you get on like a clear night, like 700 WOW, like you can get. I remember driving down to South Carolina and we were listening to a Reds game at like 8 o'clock, at, like 9 o'clock at night. That's because there was a clear night and we can keep that station the whole time. It's still one of the stronger stations I've, yeah. I've heard. It must be in a good location as well, like their antenna and all that stuff. I think so, and they, they had, like, a... Probably a body. You know. But I just thought it was interesting that, like, 
this station was like the first like nationwide station to celebrate his hundredth birthday on March twenty third. And so was well, the baseball birthday. field Crosley Field named after this radio? Yeah, he owned he owned the Reds. He had a that's a ton of money. Okay, so- he was actually before we came on, like I was looking him up. He invented the shovular shovular. What? Which was S H E L B A D O R. So you were saying I, it right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the first refrigerator with shelves. They don't know if he invented it or somebody was trying to sell it and no one else would buy it. And he bought it. The rumor is he paid this guy $15,000 for like the rights to patent it. Like the it patent? Make it. Okay. Yeah. And the guy took that over the other deal, which would have been like twenty five cents for like every unit sold. Oh, that would have made this guy like a millionaire. So the yeah. radios he um, sold were they called Crosley radios? Yeah. Okay. So like they because his company was Crosley Manufacturing, and then it went to Crosley uh, Radio Company. Can you, uh, I wonder if you can buy like an old antique Crosley radio? That'd be pretty I cool. I think so. Okay. Um, you guys don't like Disney. But they have this one ride, uh, Carousel of Progress, and it shows, like, the history of, like, the America. And, like, the one scene is, like, here I am listening to my Crosley radio. And they had one in there. Uh, so, like, it was, like, their brand. Like, it was huge. Like, that Crosley does, like, eventually, like, he kind of just got out of, like, the radio game. Because he wasn't, like, realized he wasn't going like, to keep making money. He really wanted to make cars. He got out early then because right now it's not the game to be in. <laughs> no. He made cars? He ma- yeah, he made a car that was kind of like a small European midside car that got 50 miles per gallon. Wow. But had like no fuel thrills or anything or fuel. Like it wasn't like a fancy car. So it was like a very slow car probably. Yeah, but it was like a light transmission and only cost like $900. For the time, that's probably pretty cheap. Yeah. No, it was cheap, yeah. He was um, he was all about like just making stuff as like cheap and mass-produced as possible. Making. He sounds like a cool dude, but I would hate to actually like delve deep into... like Anytime there's a guy from like 100 years ago, like there's always some weird things they did, so... Yeah, I was just, I didn't really look up at, like, any controversies. I was just looking at, like, the stuff he invented. But he's probably pretty cool on paper. Yeah, he's big. Still around here. You see Crosley stuff around. What's the uh, name of your fact? The man, the radio, and the broadcasting. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Congratulations. So there you go, folks. There are facts for the week. Uh, you have the man, the radio, the broadcasting by me, Alex. Oh, yeah, you just had... read that first because you went first. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the Sadie Hawking dance by Pat, and then DSC facts and myths for Mike. <laughs> you just kind of mumbled mine, thanks. Oh, well, because you, you can say yours first, so this is what you get. Now Mike's fact is DST facts versus myths. Vote for me. Um, go go to factoffpodcast.com to vote for who you think is the winner. I would like to start my winning streak over, so please vote for me. Uh, check us out on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Pat's posting a little bit more on there. Mike still refuses to get a TikTok. Uh, if you want, can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Most importantly, have a great day.